You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Don't forget to check out my last episode where Aaron Walker shares the power of masterminds as well as his two favorite strategies for getting new coaching and mastermind clients. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Lead Quizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everybody. And today our guest is Joe Lazowskis. He is a marketing and technology journalist as well as a content marketing and native advertising expert. He regularly speaks at Content Marketing World, Web Summit, Collision, and many other industry conferences. And he's about to launch a book called The Storytelling Edge, How to Transform Your Business, Stop Screaming into the Void, and Make People Love You. So welcome to the show, Joe. Dennis, thanks for having me on. Hey, that rhymed. Welcome to the show, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a solid name for that purpose. Should have like worked it into the book somehow, some sort of rhyme with my name. But it's really hard to rhyme anything with Lazowskis. I'm impressed that you got it right. That I've done a few podcasts around this book, and you're like the first person not to screw it up at all and nail it. So you know, kudos to you. I think we're off to a good start. All right. Well, we won't talk about the three takes before this one, but that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate the vote of confidence. So. All right. So great. Before we dive into the book, tell us a little bit about Contently and your role over there. Sure. So Contently is a technology company. We're a content marketing platform. So we basically work with really large brands that need a platform to orchestrate creating content for all aspects of their org. So that's table state things like calendar, ideation tools, content creation tools, analytics, workflows. But what makes Contently unique is we have a network of over 100,000 freelance creatives throughout the world that we use an AI algorithm to match with brands to find the perfect, basically staff the perfect teams. So they could be journalists, videographers, filmmakers, graphic designers, interactive designers, managing editors. Most of our clients use a managing editor that's trained in content strategy and, and content marketing best practices through Contently. And then where I come in is with content strategy. So I help our clients figure out how they can actually create content that will break through the noise, help them build relationships with people. We take a very data-driven approach, which would be a huge surprise to me if you told me that 10 years ago. I went to Sarah Lawrence College, a, a liberal arts school, and haven't actually formally taken a math or science class since I was in high school, but have uh, learned in my professional life to really geek out on on data and have done a lot of big large-scale research projects and we try and apply that as much as possible at contently finding the science of what is really resonating with people using a lot of our own tools a lot of third-party tools to find that creative box where we can come up 
with the sort of ideas that will allow the brands we work with to actually produce something new and not the same old shitty, mediocre, me too content that we see out there a lot of the time. So when I took a look at it, it looked to me like the perfect marriage between technology and talent. Is that a pretty good summary of what that kind of, what the system does? Yeah, that's a good tagline. Can we use that? Yeah, uh, no problem. <laughs> that one phrase that come with being on the pod. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. So storytelling, we're not yet at a stage where the robots are going to be able to create the type of content that really breaks through, that gets in people's heads. You know what our book is about is a lot about the science of storytelling, how the best stories out there really get inside our heads literally light up our brains. When we hear a great story, our neurons fire at five times the capacity they do otherwise. It causes us to release a, basically an empathy drug in our brain called oxytocin that makes us care, that makes us remember information more when we have those combinations of things happening together. And we're really focused on bringing the type of elite, award-winning storytellers in our network together with technology that enables brands to get out of their own way and orchestrate a successful content marketing program and fusing those two things along with the content strategy that is going to help them tell stories that their audience cares about to get really good results and results that aren't just paid views or impressions or followers or likes, but results that actually map to the business goals that your CMO, your CFO, your CEO cares about. So it's been a really exciting ride here. And, you know, I tell you going into this year, it's coming from a million client meetings today. We're, we're so pumped up for where the industry is right now and, and where how we've grown and developed over the years and the opportunity that's ahead of a lot of the brands we work with. Absolutely. So when does the book launch, Joe? So the book launches on February 13th, which, you know, it's, it's three and a half weeks from when we're recording now. And You think that's like a lot of time, but in book marketing world, it's not that much time. I'm up to like three o'clock in the morning every night, uh, just reaching out to anyone who can help get the word out, working on different partnerships we have. The thing I didn't expect is that marketing a book is like five times as much work as writing a book. I would like very gladly write another book in the next month if I didn't have to do like doing all the marketing work. But uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah, you know, I've I've met and talked to and even interviewed a bunch of authors and they tell me the exact same thing. They say the marketing part of it is is so much harder than the actual writing of the book in most cases and 10 times harder than they anticipated. So, so content and storytelling are on the tips of everyone's tongues these days. I mean, so good for you with the timing of the book. Congrats. Can you share with my audience an example of how you guys use storytelling it contently? And what that resulted in as far as significant growth in something, revenue, page views, some metrics that you guys were shooting for. Yeah, sure. So I came to Contently full-time about four and a half years ago when we were less than 10 people. And content and storytelling has really been the growth engine for us here personally. When I came, we only had a few thousand email subscribers, a few thousand readers. And we grew that to almost a half million loyal readers, hundreds of thousands of people who scratched our newsletter. Uh, we have an award-winning print magazine and, you know, we've gone from a company making a few hundred thousand dollars a year to over $25 million in revenue. And really it's been a dedication to telling the kind of stories that our audience is craving early on, like 2013, 
a lot of that was about educating people about content marketing, right? It was a new industry. So we were talking, we were looking at best practice case studies. We were giving our opinion about where the industry was headed. We were analyzing breaking news in, in media and tech and what that meant for marketers. And it was, my mandate was not plug software, sell the product, where's the link to the product page. It was figure out what this audience really cares about, you know, talk to your readers and use the tools available to you to analyze your readers and then go out there and be creative and tell the types of stories that, that resonate with them. And that's what we did. And we grew audience really quickly. You know, I think being early to a topic like content marketing definitely helps. And both the way we've maintained that audience over the years is by just really dedicating ourselves to upping our game, to constantly evaluating what our audience wants, to giving them great content in their inbox every single day and doing things like, you know, like this book. I mean, it didn't come out of, I wrote this with our co-founder, Shane Snow. I didn't come out of wanting to just write a book or our brands or anything like that. We just saw that, you know, there's a landscape where 5% of the top 5% of branded content right now gets 90% of all engagement. So everyone's talking about content. Everyone wants to do content, but very few people are doing it well. There's only a, few, a top few brands who are creating content that's actually working and resonating with people. And a big reason for that is that a lot of the content out there is copycat content. It, it mimics what marketers think good content looks like, but it's not original. It's the same BS five tips for using social media for your small business listicles. And, you know, it's, it's a new thing. So that's not surprising, but we wanted to write a book that talks about what we've learned as, as journalists and storytellers and, and now content strategists about the art and science of great stories and teach those fundamental lessons in the first half of the book through really interesting stories that we've researched and reported on over the years, and then talk about best practices for applying that to your business through stories of some of the most exciting brands out there. And our hope is just that with the book, we do the same thing we've done for Contently, which is use content to make our audience smarter, make them better at their jobs, and make them feel a stronger affinity to Contently as a brand, right? Ultimately, we do want this to, to help our business. We hope that this takes us from you know, 100 plus employees to 200 plus. It's something that takes us, you know, just as content has from $250,000 in revenue to 25 million in revenue. We hope it takes us from 25 million to 50 million. And all the evidence that we've seen in our own experiences, that's what Great Stories does. It doesn't mean that it makes someone buy something for you from you tomorrow or the next week, but we have so many clients who have read our newsletter for years, who have gotten our magazine, and then when they get to the point where they want, they have a need for enterprise level content marketing software, we're the first person they come to. And that's, that's the beauty of the relationships that you can build through great stories. Okay. So let's take a step back. That was, there was a lot there, right? You got on a roll and I didn't want to interrupt you, but there's something that my audience, I know they're going to be looking for. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig a little bit. Okay. Think back prior to the book. Think back over the last several years, you know, since joining the company, talk to me about a campaign or a story or a piece of content that you guys put together that 
you literally hit it out of the park because it's almost always an 80-20, right? You know, rarely do all of the campaigns and pieces of content deliver on what you expect, right? It's usually that one you weren't was weren't quite expecting. So there's got to be one or two of those that stick out to you. Talk to me a little bit about one or two of those. Yeah, I'd love to. So there was a series of content strategy playbooks that I wrote in early 2015. I think it might've been 2014. I've been here so long it all kind of blends together. So what did Um, those do? Those were playbooks? Yeah, those were playbooks that went through one, evangelizing content marketing within your org, two, creating a content strategy and roadmap, three, building your team four, playbook for distributing content to the right audience, and five, for measuring and optimizing content over time. A lot of the lessons for our methodology, our formal methodology today, and those were an insane lead gen tool for us. I mean, tens of thousands of leads. It might have gotten, at the end of the day, you know, bringing close to 100,000 leads for Contently. Those were just dynamite for us, the point where uh, we have a new VP of revenue marketing now, and he found those. He's like, man, I need to dust these off. They perform so well. We need uh, to re- update them because they were so effective. From a lead gen perspective, that was a piece of content that I wrote that it didn't push contently at all. Um, it was focused on just tons of interviews that I'd done with you know, some of the smartest folks in the industry, lessons we learned, lessons from our clients that did super well from us, both from an audience engagement perspective and from a lead gen perspective. So when you guys Um, do these types of stories and this content, I'm assuming, you know, being a technology company that you guys can do attribution on the inbound leads. Are you guys able mm -hmm. to do that? And then are you able to quantify kind of what this, this story and this series of playbooks did? Are you able to like give us some sort of sense? I mean, I know you said definitely tens of thousands, if not more leads, the hard part about getting a ton of inbound leads, right, is filtering the quality, right? So yeah. what do you think came out of that? I mean, if you had to take a guesstimate, I mean, I'm sure you don't have any hard numbers because I didn't prep you for this, but if you had to take a guesstimate, I mean, are you talking about seven figures, eight figures in revenue that came out of that? Or do you have a sense of that? I mean, if you look at lifetime value of ops, the most generous metric we can give, right? Clients who came in and have stuck with us from that. I would have to rerun the numbers because, again, this is a campaign from three years ago. I don't know what the lifetime has reached yet. It was certainly in the mid-six figures the last time I examined this, which was probably a year and a half ago. Likely, when you factor in lifetime value, is in eight figures now. The attribution question, I think, is a really good one, right? It gets really tricky with pieces of content. Two ways you could look at it, you know, value the, co- your, uh, the value of a lead at the time, which kind of filters out for the quality of leads. If you have a lot of, you know, lower quality leads, it's going to bring down the overall value of that lead. Or deeper way to look at it is sort of through like multi-source attribution. So that's one touch point of how they came in. We attribute 20% of the value of that client to the content. We've sliced it both ways. Either ways, it ends at around mid six, or sorry, I meant to say mid six, possibly seven, eight figures would be crazy. That would mean they brought in half the revenue the company's ever made. But, you know, it's probably approaching a million dollars of revenue from that series that you can attribute. And literally, you know, something that didn't cost a lot of money, like literally just cost me staying late at work for a couple months um, and banging them out. And 
that's kind of the awesome thing that can happen when you're a startup and you're nimble and you just really focus on your audience and want to create something great. Yeah, perfect. No, that's perfect. I appreciate it. I know it's hard to, you know, spit out numbers on the cuff, but that's kind of what I was looking for. So in the book, I, I, you know, I shared with you before the call that I haven't had an opportunity to read it, but I definitely am going to, and I'm, and I'm perusing through it. And I took a few notes and there was something that really stood out to me in the book. You talk about what's called the universal storytelling framework. And I love frameworks. I teach frameworks. I love building based on frameworks, learning on frameworks. So can you share a little bit about that with my listeners to help them become better storytellers? Sure. So there are four elements to great storytelling. And, you know, as I talked about earlier, the amazing thing about when you tell a really good story, what you do is you light up someone's brains. Neuroscientists have found that, that our brain, as I said, increases is activity fivefold when we hear a really good story it's an evolutionary response where we're processing new information so our brain lights up and that allows us to retain more information our mind is more active which is exactly what you want right when you're trying to get someone to remember you as a business but a lot of marketers struggle with the fundamentals of storytelling they didn't go to you know studying creative writing like study creative writing like I did or, or go to film school but if you look throughout history, there's essentially four essential elements to great stories. The first is relatability. So a story cannot be too out there for our minds. We need to feel grounded in some sense of relatability. You think about this even with Star Wars, right? We've all seen Star Wars. Star Wars is about a crazy freaking world. But the reason that it really works is that the design, the cars, everything mimics a lot of 1950s Americana, which in the late 70s, there was a huge nostalgia for in America. And so that's part of what made Star Wars really successful is that a lot of the fashion, the cars, they all, the ships, they all look like hot rods, evokes that 1950s Americana. And next is novelty, because a story is relatable, but it can't be generic. It can't be bland. It, it can't be the, the same story you've seen over and over before, right? We hate those movies that just feel like copycats or those stories that just feel like copycats of something we've already seen. So the second is novelty. Our brain particularly lights up when we see something new. It's something that triggers us to say, hey, I need to pay attention. This could be important for my survival. And when a story is new, that really captures our attention. So those two things obviously can feel like in contradiction, right? I'm talking about relatability, but I'm also talking about novelty. Great stories find that intersection in the Venn diagram between the two. The third key is tension. So the key to all great storytelling is to basically manipulate this gap between what is and what could be. All great stories keep that gap open. There's the existence, what's happening to the main characters and what they want, what could happen. Romantic comedies follow this, dramas follow this, action movies follow this, great novels follow this. And so what you want to do is constantly keep starting to close that gap and then open back up, close that gap and open it back up until you reach the climax of the, of the story. The fourth is fluency. And this is one that's particularly important for business folks and marketers which is that a lot of times we think that uh, we're being really smart or being high level by being using big words or academic sentence structure. But actually, the best writers in history 
wrote it in elementary school level. Hemingway, Fitzgerald, Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, all of our favorite storytellers wrote at a fourth, fourth, fifth, third grade level. You basically want to break down that barrier between you and your audience. You do not want to make it hard for them to consume the story you want to tell. That also applies to, in our digital age, to formats, right? If you want to tell a story on Facebook adapted to that format, have it be short, quick, catch your attention in the feed, use really visual provoking shots, use uh, captions so that if you have it on silent, you can still follow the story along until you're interested enough to turn the sound on. This applies across the board. It's not just in terms of the way that you write or the way that you shoot something, but also the way that you craft it for, the, for modern platforms and, and storytelling formats. And if you bring those all together, you really can't skimp and just hit two or four or three or four. But if you hit all four, you're going to be successful. Perfect. So those are the four pieces of a universal storytelling framework. I think that's really, really helpful. Now, helpful, not easy, of course, right? To try to bring all four of those things together. Sometimes a piece of content might only have one of those, two of those, three of those, three of those. And if you do, if you really hit a home run, you get all four, right? So really quick, one piece of wisdom for the audience when it comes to helping them to have their content stand out from the crowd. If you can give them one minute and one piece of wisdom, what would it be to have their content start standing out from the crowd? Find what you really care about, that unique perspective or opinion or story that you have and tell it. Don't tell the story that everyone else is telling. Find what matters to you and then bring that to life and spend time to focus on your craft. Don't half-ass it. And if you need help from a great professional storyteller, bring that person in. It's a quality over quantity game that's never been more true than today. And if you really care about your audience, about delivering the message about what you believe and you care about in a way that's going to matter to them, you're going to be successful. Perfect. Well, listen, we're getting really close to the end. One more question. Other than contently.com, of course, what's your your favorite tool or app or software that you're using lately? I love Buzzsumo. I'll plug those guys. Awesome social analytics tool, really affordable, just fantastic. Also really in a similar web uh, for competitive analysis right now. So I'll plug those two vendors of mine. They're, they're kicking ass. Great. Well, listen, that pretty much wraps it up for today, Joe. Let everyone know how they can connect with you and where they can get the book. Make sure that they know that for sure. Yeah, appreciate you giving me that, that chance to plug. It's the storytellingedge.com. We have tons of awesome pre-order bundles um, or bulk order bundles. So if you want to get some free stuff from ordering one book or three or seven or 25 or 100, go there. Uh, we also have a free storytelling course that you can access there if you want a little more of a proof point before you buy the book. Ships on February 13th from all major retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, it's laser at contently.com, L-A-Z-E-R. That's what everyone calls me here internally. It's a long story we can get to on the next pod. Perfect. And what was the domain for the book again? The storytellingedge.com. Great. Listen, thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.